afternoon. Calls are growing to name the former politician turned traitor who Australia's spy chief says sold out his country to a foreign regime. Live to political reporter Rob Scott in Canberra. Rob, good afternoon. ASIO Director General Mike Burgess made the shock revelation last night. Yeah, he did, Anne, during his annual threat assessment speech where he divulged some previously top-secret information, including details about how this former politician had betrayed his country after being recruited by a foreign spy ring. He says the unnamed MP even tried to link his spy handlers, which he dubbed the A-team, the Australia team, with a family member of a prime minister. Now, today, Malcolm Turnbull's son, Alex, says, while he's not sure if he is the family member Mike Burgess is referring to, he was approached by... By suspected Chinese agents over an infrastructure project, but he rebuffed their advances and he reported it to the authorities. And there are now demands from both current and past MPs to publicly out this traitor so that they can clear their names. This politician sold out their country, party, former colleagues to advance the interests of a foreign regime. It's outrageous to make an allegation, even if you're the head of ASIO, and then not to back it up with all the detail, besmirches everyone that is serving in politics or has served in politics. The Home Affairs Minister should make a statement to the House, providing as much detail as is possible uh, to provide clarity around this uh, and to avoid that type of smear against all serving for all former politicians. Because Australia's 2018 foreign interference legislation isn't retrospective, the unnamed former MP hasn't been charged. But experts believe there are other laws that could be used to bring them to justice. The Commonwealth of Australia has had espionage laws on the books since 1914. There's a body of evidence there and there's a law that's been broken. This should be a prosecution. Mr Burgess also revealed ASIO is aware of one nation state that is actively trying to scan Australia's critical infrastructure. So they're mapping water, transport and energy networks looking for vulnerabilities. And he warns the most immediate threat from sabotage at the moment is in the cyber realm. Anne? Rob Scott in Canberra. Thank you, Rob. We're learning this afternoon that security cameras may have captured the sound of gunshots being fired the night Sydney couple Jesse Baird and Luke Davies were murdered. The news comes as Mardi Gras organisers confirm the pair will be honoured with a special tribute this weekend. Robert Avadia has the latest. Well, it's 10 days now since Jesse Baird and Luke Davies were killed in this Paddington Terrace behind me and eight days after that, their bodies were finally found. Only now, a couple of days later, are friends now willing to, I guess, share some stories and, and grieve publicly, acknowledging that, in fact, the men are dead, no matter how grim it had seemed over the past 10 days. Today, we were at Coogee Beach, where we caught up with a couple of Jesse Baird's friends. I still have this hope that he's going to walk through the doors and parade through and start, you know, singing and dancing. Jesse was alive, he was vibrant. It is horrible having to balance the grief and mourning someone while still trying to celebrate their life. Before that interview, the friends said they would not be talking about Bo Lamar Condon at all. He is, of course, the police officer who is accused of this heinous crime, even allegedly using his own service pistol to kill the two men. Yesterday, it was revealed that he had allegedly stalked Jesse Baird in the weeks leading up to this. That includes sabotaging his car, keying his car as well, and also possibly a break-in. We've been speaking with organisers of the Mardi Gras. They suggest that there probably will be a tribute to Luke Davies and Jesse Baird at the parade. 
Having said that, it wouldn't necessarily be a float and at that parade, the police will be marching. The politics of that was worked out yesterday. I'm advised the police commissioner, Karen Webb, this is a very important issue for her. She will be marching along too. Thank you, Rob. More Australian military personnel are being deployed to the Middle East to help protect shipping lanes in the Red Sea. The six ADF members will be working with allies in the headquarters of Operation Hydranth, set up to direct strikes on Houthi rebel bases. The Houthis have released vision of a British container ship that is slowly sinking in the Gulf of Aden after being hit by Houthi missiles earlier this month. Only days after a deadly shooting in Western Sydney, a man was injured in a drive-by shooting in Guildford early this morning. The victim suffered two bullet wounds to the groin and was taken to hospital in a serious condition. A car believed to be the getaway vehicle was later found burnt out nearby. Well, it was good that they came quickly because it was spreading very rapidly because of, we've got the cars here and all the houses and I was really worried that something else was going to catch fire. Police are searching for three men captured on nearby security cameras. There are grave fears for two residents missing after a two-storey townhouse caught fire at Lake Macquarie, north of Sydney. By the time firefighters arrived, the property was engulfed in flames and walls were beginning to collapse. Tom Saker reports. Well, there are grave concerns this afternoon for two people who are still unaccounted for and believed to be in a home here in Taralba this morning when it erupted in flames. Over a dozen fire trucks responded to the blaze inside the home on Railway Road around 4am. When they arrived at the property, a search and rescue was carried out but had to be called off because the flames were too intense. There was, there was a, a lot of fire in the unit when the first crews arrived. They all did exceptional work. Uh, and very rapidly, with lines of hose, got inside the unit to try and extinguish the main seats of fire. The house has been destroyed and a neighbouring home is also slightly damaged by fire and smoke. A witness told 7 News they thought an electric scooter battery was the culprit, but no cause has been confirmed and foul play hasn't been ruled out by investigators who have spent most of the day outside the home with the structure deemed unsafe. Neighbouring residents within this private social housing complex have been offered counselling. A 79-year-old man has faced court for the first time for the attempted murder of a solicitor in Sydney's CBD yesterday. Bill Hogan reports from St Vincent's Hospital, where the lawyer is recovering. Good afternoon. Well, Solicitor Van Cooney is right now recovering from surgery here at St Vincent's Hospital after he was shot in the groin allegedly the hands of a gunman who stormed into his firm in Sydney CBD. 79-year-old Cindy Vulich allegedly armed himself with two firearms when he walked into the Castlereagh Street building claiming to the concierge he wished to see Cooney. It was inside his Level 9 firm. Police claim he pulled a weapon on the 77-year-old and shot him in the groin. Cooney was among six staff who tackled Vulich and held him down until police arrived. He was arrested and taken to Day Street Police Station where overnight he was charged with shootouts with intent to murder and six other firearm possession offences. He faced court today. Stage, I can't really say anything, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've requested a mental health assessment. No, that's all I can say. Police believe this was a personal dispute. Cooney's brother Dennis is also a lawyer and represented Vulich in court in 1998. 
It is unclear whether he was the intended target and Van was shot instead in what could have been a near-fatal case of mistaken identity. Vulich will spend at least the next nine weeks behind bars until his matter returns to court in May.